0: And get these stuff my dad. Okay. They don't want to get a nasty tweet from Donald Trump. I wish he'd stay off Twitter. I don't care. I don't care It is <laughs> Either way. I give you
2: America itself. This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty.
3: Live from Studio C. Señor, A dimly lit room on a Monday deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty communications compound. New week. Oh, the possibilities that hang out there. Do you get promoted to regional manager, or do you get sent to your car with a cardboard box? All could happen this week, and there are some days I prefer the latter. Yeah. (laughs) Could be a sweet relief. You don't know. Uh, Today, we're under the tutelage of our general manager. A major announcement. I,
2: Joe Getty, find Jack Armstrong to be morally unfit to be the co-host Boy,
3: what's the moral
2: standard for this job? <laughs> <laughs> and that, you know, that pronouncement will have about the same effect as James Comey's. That's interesting. So that's your opinion, huh? I gotta go do something over here. I'll
3: tell you what, I took in a lot of commentary on Comey's book over the weekend. Everyone agrees. Everyone. Uh, I, I, got some, uh, I got some clips for you, including Clint, a Clinton campaign uh, higher up. Who said the whole color of his skin, hair? Comments. What is that? What are you doing there? I'll tell you exactly. Everybody
1: agrees
3: that that was a terrible idea. So you know, it's it's (laughs) it's not really the greatest thing to do in a book. If you were writing a book about leadership, and it had nothing to do with any of this other stuff, to just take personal shots, but the president. But if your entire point is he's morally unfit and I am morally fit. Mm. I operate on a higher plane. Then then what are you doing? Well,
2: you're, exactly. Your question is correct, but you've answered it. If your premise is to prove that the man is morally unfit, blah, 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 that doesn't make sense. If your purpose is purely to sell as many books as possible, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. James Comey's
3: in the publishing business now. I just heard great analysis of that. That was, um, thank you. I'm here all week. <laughs> <laughs> because he had angered the Democrats and the Republicans so much usually when when one of these political books comes out it it one side or the other just loves it sure. so the fox crowd all buys it or the you know the the other side which is all the rest of the media all that all those people buy it but he doesn't have that crowd naturally because everybody's pissed because at him because he pissed off everybody so he decided to go all in on the anti-Trump side to get that crowd to buy his books. He mentioned last night that his wife and daughter were at the uh, the Women's March on the day Trump was elected. Oh, and they're both big Hillary fans. Yeah, and all that sort of stuff. And and so he spoke in their language with the whole orange skin, white eyes, small hands stuff and decided, you know what? I'm doing the Stephen Colbert thing. Mm-hmm. Just trying to play it down the middle. You're not, I'm not going to sell any books. I need to be all in one side or the other. And he chose that side. Right. So Which,
2: that, yeah. you know, as guys like us, is too bad. Although I don't mind the gossipy stuff. I just
3: laugh at it and forget it. Um, it's but just, it's, you can't justify it from any sort of being serious standpoint. Oh, no, absolutely not. Nope. Selling books. It has to be because an editor, a friend, a wife, anybody who looked at the book before he wrote it had to say, James, the stuff about the size of his hands, really? You're undermining your grav- gravitas. I'm looking at the title of the book. Which is I'm up on a horse with a crown and a scepter and, and angels on my shoulders because I'm so high right. above everyone else as I look down and judge the world. And you're putting this crap in here? Mm. Look, I gotta sell books. Oh, okay, I get it. Yeah. yeah. You know, the general manager was almost a tale of two books. You got the
2: Comey book, which is I St. James Find Donald Trump Lacking. I think that's the <laughs> title. Um <laughs> Uh, And he certainly is in a lot of ways. But uh, the other book that's coming out, and we're going to talk to the author tomorrow, Jonah Goldberg, Suicide of the West. How the Rebirth of Tribalism, Populism, Nationalism, and Identity Politics is Destroying American Democracy. It is a great, serious, interesting, entertaining book about the politics of the land that I think everybody ought to read, left, right, and center. And and it's not
3: going to get nearly the attention of the hit piece on Trump. But Yeah, that's the way it is. Anyway, let's introduce everybody in the squad. We'll start over there with our board operator, Michelangelo. Pressing buttons, flipping toggles, he pulls levers, he runs foot pedals like it's a a church organ or something. How are you this morning, Michael?
4: Hey, good morning. I had the slowest checker ever yesterday at a a local, we'll say it rhymes with Target, but um, (laughs) (laughs) it was literally like this, guys. It it was honestly, it was like, boop. (laughs) Boop. (laughs) Boop. Right. And the problem was, is what they were doing is they were scanning one item, and I was in line waiting for this checker. They would scan one item, then talk to the person, have a conversation, scan an item, have a conversation, scan an item. And so it was like scanning was like, you know, something that was secondary Right, exactly, exactly. kind of getting you in know? the way of my yeah, storytelling. Right.
3: <laughs> I've got a Target story I've been hanging on to for a long time. I need to get so much distance between it happening and me telling it because I don't want the guy to hear it and hurt his feelings because right. it seemed like a nice old guy but he huh. was he was doing the same thing he had long stories about his life and everything like that oh boy we' so, were being interrupted by his trying to check me out
4: so I'm in a long line and we're all looking at each other and I almost I was very tempted to just get out of line run up to where the items were and
3: start scanning them myself <laughs> and say I know people don't normally do this but I'm going <laughs> to
2: That'd How hard pretty, can it be?
3: That'd beep, be pretty beep, funny. Beep, do you mind beep. if I run these items by while you're telling your story? Listen, to, yeah. just reach over here. The scanning really seems to be interfering with your storytelling. <laughs> let me let me handle that. <laughs> There's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean?
1: I, too, had a bit of a, a commerce uh, kind of dilemma. I was uh, doing as I do on the weekend, ordering Chinese food because I was participating in a video game tournament. I couldn't be bothered with the nuances of, of grocery shopping like an adult, so I just ordered some, some food to be delivered to my house. Uh, over the phone, they tell me, all right, your total is going to be about 28 and some change. I say, perfect. Uh, I'll pay with cash. And they say, okay, perfect. So they, they, the guy shows up. I hand him two twenties, so $40 for 28 I was gonna I was going to tip him a little bit. But he looked at me and says, I don't have change. I said, what? <laughs> he said, I don't have change. And were I not in the middle of a conversation on the phone that I needed to get back to um, in between rounds of the video game? I have a very busy weekend. I <laughs> um, hey, see that. <laughs> Uh, I would have engaged in a Seinfeldian, well, so what do we do now? Sort of back and (laughs) forth, kind of staring contest, but I couldn't do that, so I just said, all right, well, enjoy the last order I ever get from you guys, and sent them on my way. Now, do I just let it go there, and living well being the best revenge? Mm. Do I make a follow-up call letting them know, hey, listen, that's really not cool? Do I escalate it more to like a better business bureau type thing? Like, what... I, 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 is see,
2: there a presumption of change in these interactions? We need to if examine I'm cash, the constitutional. Hell, yes, hell yes. The constitutional. I'm not doing
3: business with you. You don't have change. What the freak are you talking about? You don't have change. I told you what the I'm, bill is. Thirty four dollars. Get thirty four dollars, <laughs> bitch,
1: or go somewhere else. I, huh? I'm buying That's something. I, I gave you some money. No Chinese. What are you? Yeah. Do we need to take the twenty? Walk us. We both walk to the corner store. To see right. if we can get four or fives. I like, gotta. I don't know. If, this, you're, if you're not going to have change, you got to let me know on the phone or something. It like, so would be pretty we,
2: funny if you went to their store and they said, we don't have any change.
3: We can,
1: <laughs> we can revisit this later because
3: I we, this was the subject of most of our dinner conversation last night as as both the boys ran out to, to mom at some point yesterday and said, dad's yelling at some guy on the phone. Oh,
1: <laughs> boy.
3: Because <laughs> I was trying to order a movie from Dish oh, and it boy. didn't go well. <laughs> oh, boy. And uh, the conversation turned to, you know, when we should let these things go and all that I sort of stuff. I certainly so. could understand how ordering a movie from Dish would turn into yelling at people. That's, well, you uh, wouldn't think it would. You wouldn't think it would. Here we go. You wouldn't think it would unless the guy's telling me you can't do it that way. I did it yesterday the exact same way. No, that can't be done. I did it yesterday the exact same way. I've had so many fights over pay-per-view movies. <laughs> And the guy kept telling me the movie doesn't exist. I'm looking at the screen. It's right there. We don't have that movie. What do you mean you don't have that movie? I'm looking at your screen. It says Dish in the Corner. It's got the name of the movie right there. That movie, we don't have that movie. You
2: are so in the new Jackass movie or something like that. It was a prank. Somebody had taken over their phone bank.
3: There's Marshall Phillips who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall?
0: I got to tell you, I am a good American. I have paid my taxes in full. And I sent a note along with my return asking for a full rundown of where my money's going. I'm waiting to see what kind of a response I get back. You, me, and Cardi B. Yeah, exactly. What Indeed. the
3: hell are they doing with my money?
0: Indeed. All a good question. Yeah, I'm receiving no refund this year. I am paying and paying and paying, and I'm glad to do it because I am a proud American. Oh, God, you're a sucker. You're a sap. <laughs>
3: Trying to rent... You're the, a subject, not a citizen. Trying to, rent, up. trying to rent the cartoon Ferdinand, the the, the bullfighting uh, cartoon, right. if you've ever seen that. Mm. And he said, uh, f- f- spell that for me. F-E-R-D. Look under F-E-R-D. Um, F-O-R... No, F E R. F E R D. F F U R. He yeah. might have been just jerking with me. Wow, it sounds like a prank to me. <laughs> <laughs> S-
2: sounds like somebody let their buddy sit in, or it's... <laughs> It's a documentary of some sort. I
3: wonder. It's going to be on Kimmel tonight, the whole phone call. <laughs> Listen to this stupid guy trying to write a movie for his kids. Some college project. Listen how frustrated it gets when we claim we don't even have the movie and that you can't order over the phone. I did it yesterday. I know you can.
1: You can hear the frustration in his voice
3: <laughs> yes. as it builds and builds. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. On this Monday, April 16th, the year 2018, we are Armstrong and Getty. You know, we're setting you straight in 21-8, and we approve of this program.
2: All right, here's the beginning of the show. Officially now, according to FCC Rules Regs, we're
0: going to go at Mark. Honestly, never thought these words would come out of my mouth, but I don't know whether the... the Current president of the United States with, with prostitutes peeing on each other in Moscow in 2013. Oh,
3: there you go. It's possible. Oh, man.
2: but I don't know.
0: You got,
3: you got a chance to say that a number
1: of times, yeah. didn't you? In America, <laughs> anything's possible. And Moscow, too, apparently. It's like he had that written on his hand and he yeah. just kept looking at it. I'll mention that again. <laughs> Gotta make sure I say that phrase a few times. He's got
2: an alarm on his Fitbit to remind him to mention it every four or five minutes.
3: Do you think he actually worked with like a PR person on how to sell books? Because, I mean, that. Yeah. That, that sounds like... Oh, yeah, he got zillions of dollars. I'll bet he's been in bunches of meetings. That sounds like you're talking to Lady Gaga's PR person. Make sure you mention the PP prostitutes. Work it into various parts of the conversation. Yeah. Yeah, they're doing a good job. What are their
0: headlines, Marshall? Al well, Comey Trump, war of words and tweets really heats up. Following Friday attacks, U.S. is warning Syria we are still locked and loaded and yet more proof. Sitting is the new smoking. Coming up minutes from now on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Trying to terrify us as usual, Marshall. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever.
3: Uh, How does mailbag look? Oh my gosh, it's outstanding. We have the weekly shower thoughts, among other things. Yeah, we got more clips from uh, Comey and Stephanopoulos last night and uh, various people's opinions on the whole thing. Seems to be pretty solid agreement. Nothing we didn't already know and why the shots at his hair and skin color, among other things. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
4: Armstrong and Getty.
2: The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
3: Jack must be on some kind of let's mess with this customer national database. <laughs> you know, the more I think of it, the more I think that might have been what was going on. There's some bored guy who uh, got a job he doesn't like, having to answer phones at the dish. Now, having told him he can't order the movie in the way that he always does, let's tell him the movie doesn't even exist. <laughs> let's listen in. Guess how long we were on the phone before I finally gave up? Oh boy. This this shows where I'm really in the wrong. And I and this is the conversation I had with my kids. It was a, you know what it ended up being? A teachable moment. Oh, that's nice. That's about, nice. About the being right versus happy. I said, I got caught up in being right, and there was no point in it. Mm. That didn't make anybody happy. I should have just recognized that he either was incompetent, it wasn't good at his job, or didn't know or something, Right. And moved on. I was on the phone with the guy for 24 minutes. Good Lord. Oh. When I finally said, this isn't going anywhere, I just, I got to give up. Wow. Thank Especially you Especially because you can hang up and, and call back <laughs> and get somebody different. Yeah. Well, I was on hold for like 11 minutes before I even got a human oh, being, so no. it wasn't that easy. Oh, to, oh boy. Ain't nobody got time for this. That. That's what I'm saying. And the in the reason I was so desperate to entertain my kids with something, because I had something I had to get done, mm-hmm. I had some paperwork and stuff I needed to get done, and I just wanted this movie so bad. Oh, boy. Oh, <laughs> 24 minutes. Yeah. After being on hold for 11 for minutes. For a transaction that ought to cost 10 dollars. That's to, what I told them. Seconds. I said, I did this yesterday. It took four entire minutes, including being on hold, to wow. order a movie. Wow. You got to get you a smart TV. It's great. Just clickety-click. So is there Done. anybody you can talk to there? Is there a manager of any kind? He put me on hold for a long time. He said, I got a wild one on the phone here. I said the movie doesn't exist, and he's still trying to do it. <laughs> oh, <God.
2: laughs> is there anybody there with frontal lobe in their brain? <laughs> Mailbag. Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, before we get into the weekly shower thoughts, this is going to be fun, everybody. We have an angry email from, well, it's signed, goodbye, from the Henderson family. They're not going to listen anymore. Uh Uh-oh. They're leaving. On what time? We will miss your wicked senses of humor, is the last line. Well, here, the first line is, you both used to be centrist, moderate, political talk radio. Then, another sentence, then, we will miss your wicked senses of humor. Now, here's the test. Have we gone too nutty right wing or too far
3: left in this complaint? Could be either. They could be Trump fans that feel like we're not being fair or the other way. We've become fascists. Exactly. Guys, you're now
2: liberal. Who had liberal? (laughs) Who had lefty? You're a winner. And we can't stand listening to either of you any longer. We will miss your wicked senses of humor. Well, I I would say to the Henderson family... It, 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 you have a wicked sense of humor, and and I want everybody who has called me all sorts of terrible things for being such a right-winger and a fascist and the rest of it through the years, I hope you appreciate that the Henderson family is now accusing me of some sort of flaming liberalism. That's hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. Uh, our weekly shower thoughts, hmm? Oh, first of all, let's do our freedom-loving quote of the day and our despotism-loving quote of the day. Freedom loving quote of the day, passed along by a bent libertarian. It's my uh, my literary hero, H. L. Mencken. I guess he's more journalistic than literary, but uh, his journalism is literary in its uh, literariness. The most dangerous man to any government is the man who is a and woman too. Ba- back in the day, they didn't think about you ladies nearly as much as they should have. We'll say person. The most dangerous person to any government is the person who is able to think things out for themselves without regard to the prevailing superstitions and taboos. Almost inevitably, they come to the conclusion that the government they live under is dishonest, insane, and intolerable. And so, if they are romantic, they try to change it. And even if they are not a romantic personality, they are very apt to spread discontent among those who are.
3: Bunch of thinking for yourselves, listening to this show. I listened to. I read an interest. I didn't listen to it. I read an interesting article about uh, surprising women that were against women getting the vote, mm. including Eleanor Roosevelt. Mm. And uh, maybe I'll talk about that later. Mm. So the argue, A lot of the arguments were. Some people made the argument. I think it was Eleanor Roosevelt that women just weren't uh, thinking on as high a plane as men. Right. <laughs> I'm listening. <laughs> But the main argument from the we shouldn't vote crowd was that it was going to drag us into this low conversation of politics that men are involved and we'd like to be on a higher plane than that. Which how many times not, have I used the word "grubby" to describe yeah, politics? Which it's is incredibly—it's not an incredibly stupid argument. I mean, no. you, you, women have to have the right to vote. Obviously, I'm not well, saying that, but I could see how you—you you could make the argument. Let's have some segment of society that argues about this without the politics. You should the principles. Yeah, should absolutely have the
1: right to vote, but why would you want to? <laughs>
3: um. Yeah, it's like James Comey getting down in the muck.
2: He's dirty. Uh, oh, we only have a minute. Our. Uh, despotism loving quote of the day uh, sent along by Jeremy in Eagle Idaho is none other than Dolph Hitler Uh, I use emotion for the many and reserve reason for the few Hmm. you hear what he's saying there I do whipping up the populace but then you know when it comes to your cronies you're going to talk plain I hear Joe has found a loophole to quote Hitler in the (laughs) opening parts of the show that's what I hear we have almost no time for the weekly shower thoughts maybe we'll get to it later I'll hit you with one or two Horses were the first labor force to lose their jobs to robots. Wow, no doubt. Speaking of cars, if you drive a new car, you're rich. If you drive an old car, you're poor. If you drive a super old car,
3: you are super rich. Also true. You got a Pierce arrow, you're very rich. Uh, Marshall's News coming up, and then we'll get back to Mailbag, all on the Armstrong and Getty Show. also the IG report came out on Friday on uh, to the extent to which McCabe lied to people as uh, the acting FBI director at the time yeah. Instagram report uh, yeah the Instagram report um, so here here's my my feature Jack Armstrong's the big picture Comey saying out loud that he made decisions based on the polls in a presidential race McCabe making decisions obviously based on politics and uh, and that that's why he lost his job. The idea, even though they, they can say it over and over and if they want, Loretta Lynch yep. and Bill Clinton and everything, as Comey points out in his book, they can say it over and over again if they want, but the Justice Department thinks about politics. Politics play a role. There's no way you can deny that. Sure. Yeah.
2: Even the Supreme Court justices do as they're looking at cases.
3: It's just, there's
2: the real world. We'd like to think they're entirely independent in kind of a high and aloof way, but they're not. That's why you have to constantly
0: scrutinize what they do and don't trust anybody. News now with Marsha Phillips. Well, former FBI Director James Comey really ran down President Trump during his first televised interview since being fired. Comey telling ABC's 2020 George Stephanopoulos last night. A person who sees moral equivalence in Charlottesville who talks about and treats women like they're pieces of meat, who lies constantly about matters big and small and insists the American people believe it, that person's not fit to be president of the United States on moral grounds. Our president must embody respect and adhere to the values that are at the core of this country, the most important being truth. This president is not able to do that. He is morally unfit to be president. I think it's
2: important that we as a nation come together And have a poll, a giant poll, where everybody can participate, if they want, on whether the guy ought to be president again or not. Yeah. I think everybody ought to get a vote on who should
3: be president and who shouldn't. Well, he says that at some point in the interview. He Mm -hmm. says uh, no no, impeachment. He doesn't want to let the American people off the hook. They should vote him out of office. Well, we'll see if that's what happens. But Trey Gowdy said yesterday on on Fox, he said, okay, you, you think the guy's morally unfit. Um, you're not, you're not telling us this because you think he's morally unfit. You're telling this because you got fired and you're mad about it and you want to sell books. <laughs> would, would you still be working for that president, who you thought was morally unfit, if he hadn't fired you? Or would you have told us you thought he was morally unfit? Which is a pretty good question. Yeah. Yeah.
0: President Trump going after the former FBI director on Twitter again this morning. Trump accusing Comey of lying under oath, being disgruntled, and in his words, committing many crimes. Yesterday, Trump sent out a series of tweets blasting Comey, including this one, Slippery James Comey, a man who always ends up badly and out of whack. He is not smart will go down as the worst FBI director in history by
3: far.
2: That's a Trumpian
3: tweet if there ever was one. Yes.
2: Slippery James Comey. I think
3: he's got a nickname, though. And Comey did say he thought the president was of above-average intelligence and completely with it and not mentally degraded or any of those things. Right,
2: that narrative which lasted about a week.
3: By the way, uh, Trump, (laughs) Trump says and does all kinds of things. I wish he wouldn't say or do, but the idea that he... Treats women as pieces of meat so he can't be president. We've had a number of presidents who did that. Some yeah. of them are among the most revered presidents in our nation's history. Yeah, I, yeah. This it just strikes me as a politics book. A pretty
2: high-prominent guy, given his opinion of the president, having known him a little bit, and it's harshly critical. But there's nothing, nothing at all significant to, I mean, the Russia thing. There's nothing. Obstruction to justice? Pretty much nothing. It's just the—I mean—the the, the subtitle of the book ought to be "The President's a Dick," because that's pretty much what the <laughs> book is. The pre- Man, this a discuss- higher duty. the higher duty—the president is a dick, James Comey.
3: Saying he's not as tall as I thought he would be, right. and his ties are too long. I mean,
0: what the hell? Hey, get him, James! Get him! <laughs> Shirt and tie, idiot! The British are saying inspectors still are not being allowed access to the site of that alleged chemical weapons attack in Syria. Yeah, I wonder why. Independent inspectors got there on Saturday. The British said that Syria and Russia have not yet allowed them to enter the suburb where the attack reportedly happened. How about
3: the fact that we haven't even mentioned that, in it's, you know, we're 40 minutes into the show. We attacked another country yep. over the weekend. Eh, that was so 48 hours ago. Yeah, a lot of few bombs at yeah, all other, Assad. Other things to talk about.
0: Yeah, President Trump announcing that action on Friday night. A short time ago, I ordered the United States Armed Forces to launch precision strikes on targets associated With the chemical weapons capabilities of Syrian dictator Bashar al-Assad. When Trump addressed the nation, he called the Syrian president a monster for carrying out a chemical weapons attack on his own citizens. And Trump also called out Iran and Russia as well. To Iran and to Russia, I ask, what kind of a nation wants to be associated with the mass murder of innocent men, women and children?
3: Uh, that's a good question, but we... Uh, Ours. Signed, Vlad Putin and the mullahs. Um, and another very complicated issue that I assume we'll talk more about uh, later in the morning. But So, yeah, he's a monster. Who would kill his people like that? Well, he's killed hundreds of thousands of people in all kinds of gruesome ways. And we're okay with that as long as you don't use chemical weapons this time. They've used chemical weapons, we say, 50 times. A lot of other organizations say as many as 200 times. Uh, so it's somewhere between 50 and 200 times and twice we've said, all right, that's enough. Um, now you can drop, you know, b- bombs full of nails and everything like that on a hospital and, and all that. And we're cool with it, apparently. So it's, it's, it's not an easy moral ground to figure out where we are on. <laughs> I'd like to think we're in the Right. Could we be writer? Yeah. Speaking as Jonah Goldberg, we've got him on tomorrow. We'll ask him about this. But he said yesterday, they would seem our policy is if videos come out of children being gassed, we'll strike. Other than that. If it's a big news story. Other than that, we we let you do it. Which is kind of an odd uh, policy. I'm not arguing for more. Just... Seems to be what the policy is.
0: Well, switching gears now, there was another Country Music Awards show. This, the Academy of Country Music Awards. And I think Chris, this is the biggest one. Yes, and Chris Stapleton won Album of the Year, as host Reba McIntyre put it, though. That win was his the second biggest news for him that night. You know, Chris couldn't be here because Morgan's expecting twins. We just found out that those little rascals came a little bit early for birth yeah.
1: <laughs> we need people
0: <laughs> <Those little laughs> it, it was also Stable's for uh, 40th birthday so Big night he, for Chris Staple. He sent his beard to accept the awards. <laughs>
3: <laughs> he's he's winning the Album of the Year Awards. Gets played on the radio almost yeah. n- not at all. Yeah. I think he gets played more on this show than any country radio station. Right. Um, who votes for him? None oh, of, what are, who are the voters for the Academy of Country Music? I don't know. That's none cool. of the country music, because I hear a lot of it because yeah. my kids are into the stations. Um, none of the country music sounds anything like what he's putting on. I mean, not even within 100 miles, right. which is fine, but it's just a different genre of music.
0: So it's kind of weird. There you go. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of a nation. It's
2: really notable that nobody's playing him. I mean, rock radio isn't playing his songs, are they? I don't think he gets hardly
3: played anywhere. He's a critical darling, but I don't think he gets played anywhere commercially. Like I said, I think he gets more spins on this show than he does anywhere else. But he sells tons of downloads or whatever. Yeah. And oh, yeah. wins lots of awards. Yeah. I don't know what that's all about. Oh, I like it. Uh yeah. So, yeah, we attacked a country. Iran and uh, Israel are going to go to war, according to Tom Friedman in the New York Times. He wow. said that's the story nobody's paying any attention to. What are you going to do? <laughs>
2: hey, I need to... A- <laughs>
3: <laughs> I need to point out that we joined with our good friends
2: the Brits and the French in that attack. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, it was a coalition of the willing. Sure. Absolutely.
3: All right. All right then. Um, yeah, what Rachel Maddow said as soon as the news broke that the bombs were falling. Oh, boy. Got a fair amount of attention over the weekend, so maybe we'll get to that at some point. You got more mailbag, right? You want to do yeah, that? Yeah, if we want to. Sure, Why sure? not? Plus, huh, huh? we have
2: Matt Zapatosky of the Washington Post to talk about the Comey book at the top of the hour. Mm. Whether it'll actually have any significance other than juicy, juicy gossip. It's going
3: to have a lot of significance to James Comey's uh, financial situation. He's already a wealthy man. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
4: Armstrong and Getty.
3: The conscience of the nation.
0: Armstrong and
3: Getty show Hey good girl, good girl. head I bet you I can tell you what you're thinking about will see a good boy. good boy Gonna give you the world but he's gonna leave you crying with your heart in the dirt He's never dropping honey This week Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg testified before Congress for a total of 10 hours and exactly 0 blinks <laughs> They didn't bring back the Zuckerberg character. I was very <laughs> disappointed in that. Missed yeah. opportunity. It is. It yeah, really it's is. It's um, But a great monologue from a hilarious stand-up comedian that we're going to play a large portion of later just because it was damned, damned funny. We have so much stuff today. I know. Some days this job is like bending spoons with your mind. It's just impossible. Today is not one of those. There's so much to talk about. <laughs> Choosing what to
2: do right. is the difficult part.
3: Aggregating. Then deciding.
2: The old A&D. <laughs> you know, we could do mailbag. I mean, for instance, we got this. Uh, David sent this along. There was a young man from Cork who got limericks and
3: haikus confused. <laughs> that's, that's pretty damn that, clever. That is about as funny as anything I've ever heard. That tickles me. Yeah, that oh is really, God. really funny. <laughs> yeah, here's Micah,
2: who's <laughs> been... Uh, Listing himself as an oldster in online forums and Facebook and the rest. He's constantly getting invitations to join arthritis research groups and retirement communities. They haven't caught on that he's 25 yet. He just habitually provides fake information online all the time. Take that, Zuckerberg. <laughs> uh,
3: I give my phone number from three houses ago regularly. I don't know who has that phone number now. But that's the phone number I always give out. Hope you enjoy the robocalls that when are... When I fill out
2: anything. Headed to me. Hey, greetings, Joe, writes uh, Andy. Mm. New name for the bullet train. Call it the 5150 L.A. <laughs> That's, That's pretty, pretty funny. Pretty, that is pretty funny. That's clever. Uh, uh, yeah, we'll sorry, save this one for later. I'm feeling a little down this morning. Uh, my band is... We're working on our third album. I was really excited third about it. Third album, wow.
3: Yeah, well, you know, we've sold, like, total of... 1,800 in our entire existence, but... um, 1,800 more than almost every human being listening.
2: Yeah, I guess, and I hope people are still enjoying the music. I'm pretty proud of it, but uh, but I work on the songs at home, usually alone, upstairs in the music room, Um, and my only audience is Baxter, the dog. Well, Baxter left his review a couple of days ago. Oh, really? (laughs) I didn't discover it until... Last night, when I went up to play, but uh, it was not a kind
3: review. The album Shark Sandwich got a two-word <laughs> review. <laughs> he uh, he left his review right on the
2: carpet. The poor boy's been having intestinal problems. Hmm. And and, haven't we uh, all? Yeah, no kidding. And uh, yeah, who boy. Ooh, golly. So we're taking him to the vet today, but... Yeah. Well, at least the carpet is like eggshell. It's really light colored. Oh, there you go. Yeah, so anyway. And you like to be reminded of that. So. We'll be putting an amplifier right there <laughs> for as long as we own the house. And you know what? If you buy our house someday down the line, I recommend you move the amps upstairs. Take a look what's under them. <laughs> All right, buyer beware, huh? So does he have to wear that white cone that you put on? <laughs> the cone of shame. The cone of shame. I doubt it. I, I'm a little concerned about him, though. He's, he's had to gallop a trots for like five days now. What are you so. feeding him? Papa John's pizza, same thing as anybody else feeds dog. <laughs> and red wine. <laughs> Cheap pizza and wine. Uh no, we're feeding him the same dog food he's eaten for months. So I don't know. I'm confused by it. Oh, hey, we got a note in in mailbag that uh, from Mark in Concord, California. Um And he says, On this day, guys, that income taxes are due. Have you ever wondered about the origins of the US income tax? Well, I have, actually, and I've read about it a fair amount, etc., but uh, he reminded me of something I'd completely forgotten. The income tax was initiated, well, let me put it to you like this. When the do-gooders were trying to pass prohibition, one of their major challenges, and Ken Burns actually brought this up in his documentary, one of the major challenges was that the federal government was heavily dependent on alcohol taxes. And so the do-gooders wondered how can we pass this, and not you know you know default. The answer was an income tax, Mm. and so that is the main reason the income tax came into being to make up for the loss of liquor taxes. And then of course, when what what was it, fourteen years later, something like that, they uh, what's the word Uh, revoked, remanded, uh, reversed, uh, you know, jacked up prohibition. They got rid of the income tax. Repealed? Repealed. That's the word I'm looking for. Of course, when they repealed prohibition, then the in- income I tax went away. I peeled this banana. Oh.
3: I left the room. Who repealed it? <laughs> but,
2: of course, that's sarcasm, everybody. ha, <laughs> ha. They did not remove the income tax at all. They grew it. Because government does only one yeah. thing. It grows. Yet another temporary government program. The freaking income tax. Just to make up for prohibition uh, revenue losses.
3: I have my tax speech. I'll save it for tomorrow, tax day.
2: Oh, that's right. Tomorrow is tax day for Mm -hmm. some reason. It's the 15th, unless the 15th falls on a weekend, and because you can't freak people out on a Monday, then it's got to be a Tuesday, (laughs) according to federal statutes.
3: You can't freak people out on a Monday. (laughs) It's a good law. So we're going to talk to a reporter coming up about the Comey book. We're into that, so stay tuned. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. Uh let's see how much time do we have I, Michael. You know, I was uh, uh, uh I was under the impression that I was going to read it on Friday. I, c- I can't imagine reading it at this point. <sighs> yeah, I was really excited
2: about it myself, but now I I don't know. I, it might be some nice behind the scenes stuff about, you know, how it works, going to the White House and running the FBI and that sort of thing. I'd find it interesting, but in terms of like a red hot political uh, set of revelations, nah.
3: He was the featured author in the New York Times book review this weekend, which I thought was interesting. He's an author, okay. I assume he sat down and told somebody a bunch of stories in a book, but anyway. he uh-huh. um so he's not exactly an author. But anyway, uh they asked him a bunch of questions and one of them is uh, uh one of his answers was the best book out there if you want to know how intelligence and counterintelligence actually works. And the current state of Russia, he said Red Sparrow is dead on. Wow. So I'm going to read it. I have not read it. I'm going to read that because he said it is absolutely the way things work.
2: Well, in in the third one, I read the third one, but anyway, just Google the Red Sparrow trilogy or we'll put up a link or something. But I'm telling you, we interviewed the author. And I told him I was freaked out reading the book because it seemed like it was giving away all of our operational secrets. But I guess all that's out there
3: in spycraft, spies know how spies spy. Uh, Comey was asked, what literary character do you most admire? And he said Atticus Finch, which some people are saying was really high-handed. I'm on a white horse with a crown. Imagine that. <laughs> which fits into the entire James book. James Comey? Slimeball. <laughs> Lion slime ball. Yeah. James Comey. That's what I say. We're going to talk to a, an, a, with an Examiner reporter coming up about that on the Armstrong and Getty Show.